Hi, kids. It's me, Ronald McDonald. And I'm on the set of my very first motion picture ever. It's a movie called Mac and Me. And it stars my little friend from outer space here. His name is Mac, and I want to introduce you to him. Mac? Anybody seen Mac? Where'd he go? Aging Ronald McDonald. Listen, I've got to go now. You're wanted in makeup. <laughs> makeup? Me? They were an average alien family living on their own planet. And we were an average family living on ours. He took my Coke, Mom. Come on, you guys. I don't have it. I didn't take it. I knew it! Accidents happen, and like us, they found themselves in a strange new neighborhood. I like it. Me too. Shh. Communing with the Earth spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Alert, alert, we have a malfunction, we have a malfunction. Their lives were in danger. Back off, Larry, get away from it. We've got a problem here. They had to escape. When the smoke cleared, their family was separated. Somehow, one of the aliens was hiding in our house. government wanted to capture him. It's here. Everyone was after him. And my brother, Eric, wants to make friends. You sucked this living thing into a vacuum cleaner? Yeah, and then we blew him out again. Now Eric is risking not only his life, but my life. Give me the gun. Step back! To save them. This is the police. There he is! I told you they don't understand. It's about more than friendship. It's about adventure. Mac and me. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We're part of the Main Naming Network. To find more from us, check out the website themainnaming.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Main We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. With me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everyone. Hello. Uh, so it is uh, day two. Um, here of the of the quarantine, and I've learned how to make fire, so I should be eating non-canned food tonight. Great. Yeah, that's perfect. That, that's big news because I'm still pretty far behind on that. Okay. Yeah. I'm in trouble. Yeah. 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 Just make sure you don't do it near any paper products. I learned that the hard way. Uh, well, <laughs> so long to his stockpile. <laughs> uh, yes. My everybody. gold. <laughs> yes, everybody. We are coming to you, and this is kind of, I guess, our first official episode. Uh, not to timestamp this too much, but it's the first official episode where basically everybody is now stuck at home with nothing else better to do. So what? why not you sit back and relax and listen to us talk about a shitty movie? Yep. Um, as, you, as what we usually do, uh, we usually uh, try and tie it into a new release. 
And obviously that's not happening anymore. So we kind of just decided to do sort of a grab bag and we went back and forth. We almost did a movie that we decided that the world will be better off and talking less about. So we yep. moved past that movie and we decided to just go deep into the nostalgia trip. Um, someone's probably nostalgic for this movie and talk about a 1988's E.T. ripoff known as Mac and Me. Gentlemen. Yep. Mac and me, where are you coming from? Uh, well, I just want to say, for the record, I was forced to watch this movie. All right, <laughs> I wanted to do the Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. and I was immediately... I didn't even get a say in it. Anthony just messaged us. He goes, nope, we're doing this. And I'm like, oh, all right, well... <laughs> there, I, I see how life is now, and All right, you, yep. you rule with an iron fist, and mm-hmm. we're just your loyal servants. Um, Consider this the... They call this movie's version of martial law. <laughs> uh, I'm happy that we actually watched this movie, though. This movie is batshit insane, and <laughs> in all the good ways, right? It, it's not just like a like a like what was the um uh the movie with the alien who came down and took possession of the one guy, and he just like starts banging the one chick. What, oh, what, what, man, Amanda and the alien. Yes, it's not batshit crazy like that where it's bad. This is batshit crazy in the good way, where you have ridiculous, uh, <laughs> ridiculous suits, you have ridiculous props, you have ridiculous dance numbers, and it's just overall ridiculous. Uh, I love it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I didn't. I, I think I had mentioned to you guys that the only thing I remembered was a stupid thing that happens at the end, which we'll get to, um, which was very much, a very hubris. Um, on very much hubris on their part um, going in. But yeah, I, I agree with Dan. This this movie, um, the only time I checked the, the time at any point was I was sitting there going, this has to be ending soon, right? Like as the story progressed. It was like they got to a moment where I'm like, yeah, this has got to be the end, right? Um, and only to find there was like a half hour or so left. But um, yeah, this movie... Uh, Anytime that I thought it couldn't get more insane and, uh, you know, sort of, you know, off the wall and things you couldn't really, why would they do this stuff? They just like topped it each time. Um, and it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't so much a good movie as much as it was something that, okay, I could see how they thought kids would love this movie. Um, you know, with the, you know, having the cute little alien character and, uh, just the whole storyline, like there, there was the only, there was no animosity outside of the people trying to chase down Mac. Um, so it was, it was really a strange, you know, uh, little film, but it might be because of the movies we had been watching recently that I was pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely kind of agree with you guys. It's, we've had a rough stretch. Uh, these past few weeks, and this one was such a weird, ridiculous uh, entry, and that's sort of the reason why I decided um, that I was going to decide for us what movie we're going to watch. I sort of remember this movie um, just being 1988. I'm sure it was on HBO a lot in like the early 90s, you know, back then that they had like 24 hours worth of program that they needed to fill, and they usually had like six movies that they that they shuffled around so movies usually showed two maybe even three times during a given day 
Um, I'm pretty sure my parents probably like taped this off of HBO at one point. I remember the Skittles scene specifically. Um, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just kind of cross remembering that with the Reese's pieces from ET. Who knows? Um, this movie is a straight ripoff of ET. Um, (laughs) It was like if uh, I saw someone say basically this is the the online meme of like, you know, copy it, but use your own words so it doesn't look like it's copied. Yeah, that's basically what Mac and me is. Um, Yeah, no, it's it's so stupid. It's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, Uh, it's also kind of scary. Some of the things are pretty freaky. If you're a kid and you see these aliens, uh, they're not adorable I mean, even to me, I never thought E.T. was cute. Sure. I thought he was a freak of nature. I I don't understand any kid that would have liked him, to be honest. There, there is a, a much more graphicness to these aliens, though. Yes. Like, E.T.'s naked, and these aliens are naked. These aliens feel much more naked than E.T. does, though. And I think it's because they're more humanoid. Yeah. Right. Because these e. big old pot bellies that they're just jutting out. <laughs> right and and the the look the constant look of just surprise on their faces right it kind of gives off that feeling like they shouldn't be out there naked like oh we're in trouble we shouldn't be doing this and yeah it's just really freaky they make no other expression the entire movie and i think that's a huge part of what makes this so uncomfortable sure right because et he is he has more emotion in his uh his facial features but even, yeah. I, even though he's freaky himself but yeah the, <laughs> these aliens are just i i feel like they're shoot on sh- shoot on sight with these yeah. things yeah they, <laughs> yeah the, the adults for sure oh yeah yeah, yeah i mean I'll, I'll i agree mark i think uh mac is freaky but he is more of like a i, I want to say not endearing but there's a, he has a little bit of substance to him where you can say, like, okay, that's not terrible. I don't want to burn it. Uh, but, yeah, the, the adults are definitely nightmare fuel, especially the scene at the end. When with, they're dressed oh, up? yes. Well, no, with the fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's something that you experience on a bad LSD trip, man. Yeah. And I think they did that on purpose. The, like, I... the, the color correction is all off and... It's really freaky. I, I like I like how me and Ant both went to them dressing as normal humans as the thing that freaked us out. And you went to the actual thing that probably should have freaked us out. That is kind of <laughs> off-putting, right? He's, he's wearing the suit and she's wearing the dress and she's got that little, I don't know what you call that hat that has the... Uh, bonnet, like... Yeah, I guess a little bonnet on it. And that, again, it looks like they're just they're just waiting, hoping not to get caught with their hands raised. They're just like, Ooh, we shouldn't do this. Why are we here? Yeah, there it's, definitely could have been more articulation in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I feel like this is low hanging fruit here, but they look like anuses. Yeah. <laughs> well, right? isn't isn't that one character in Preacher? Is it? Uh, oh, arse face. Arse face, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I guess that's what this was based off of. Yeah. <laughs> or arse face was based off of that, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Mac and Me, from 1988, is directed by Stuart Raffle, who we've covered one movie before, which is Mannequin 2 on the Move. Uh, stars Christine Ebersole, Jonathan Ward, Tina Kasperi, 
Lauren Stanley, Jane Caligori, Vinnie Torrenti, and Martin West. Has an IMDb score of 3.3 and a Rotten Tomato score of 0%. Wow. Budget $13 million and they made 6.4. Can uh, I just real quick, mm-hmm. looking on the IMDb page, friends, do yourself a favor, visit this IMDb page and only click on Jade Caligori. His his uh, avatar picture or his profile picture is him in the wheelchair with the teddy bear. And it looks like he's just being rushed forward. Everyone else has nice uh, headshots. And him, it's just in the wheelchair with the the teddy bear. It's yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever seen. This is this is from the second time he goes careening off of a cliff it's in the so, movie. <laughs> it's so creepy. Like there, if you had no idea what this movie was, yep. and you just looked at this picture without context, it's super scary because he's got a he's got a teddy bear with eyes bugging out. And he's just careening off of a ledge, pretty much. Yeah. You can see that there's speed in this picture, yes. too. Yes, he's going flying. <laughs> yeah. I, so uh, do yourself a favor. Go check this out. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I mention the one trivia fact I found while sure, researching please. this? Yes. That, uh, that Tina Kasparri, is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Um, was the original uh, Kelly Bundy in the pilot for... Um, Married with children. Married children. Jesus. So this, so there's. I was an more alternate... worried about messing up her name than messing up married with children. <laughs> so there's an alternate universe out there where she stays Kelly Bundy and uh, Christina Applegate goes on to nothing. Yeah. Yep. And it looks like from the couple of photos I found research on Google that she was supposed to be like a smarter daughter. Uh, you know, nobody Tina's, wanted that. No. You know, because it looks like she's like manipulating in like a oh. different uh, she's way. She's like more of a conniver. Yeah. Well, they all manipulate Al. That yeah. was the yeah. best part. And yeah. He was just he was just a sucker. Yeah. He could do. Yeah. Yeah. Less of an airhead. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's what the charm of Kelly Bundy was. Yeah. Right? She she would just she was basically, and we're we're gonna put this in D and D terms. She was basically grog. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, no one knows what that is. Probably. Yeah. I'm sorry. Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, the essentially what it is is that they probably tested the pilot. They people probably complained about her or something, and then you know, and that she was too smart or that you know whatever that uh, you know uh, Al wouldn't fall for that or whatever you know that type of thing. So they went out and they decided to make her you know more of a, a an airhead bimbo type thing, uh, and then just found that that hit with the test audiences and so they just kept upping the ante throughout the entire show yep it's a good one it's a good one you gotta you gotta play to the fox crab yep yeah Uh, not now peg flushes toilet (laughs) 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 we found our i forget what he says damn it we found our astronaut is that what he says i don't know Uh, i don't remember we i totally botched that simpsons reference yep that's okay. okay. We'll move on. Now let's have sex. Yeah. Not now, Peg. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Totally redeemed myself. Yep. Uh. Okay. So, are you guys ready to get to this plot? Yeah. Okay, let's sure. Do it. All right. Uh. Do you have anything for us today, Dan? I do. I. I definitely do. I almost forgot, but thank you for reminding me. I uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to our friend Tia from uh, Geek Vibes Nation. She has her own podcast called The Top Ten with Tia. It's a weekly podcast where Tia and her crew tackle a number of entertaining topics. 
like the top 10 movies of the year or the top 10 worst on-screen couples. This podcast has it all. top 10 uh, moments from Snowpiercer. Right, featuring a one Mark Myers. Yes. How did that go? Was that fun? It was real fun. She, yeah. That show is amazing. Yeah, she's, so. she's a lot of fun to, to chat with. She knows her stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we sometimes, we are on the... Uh, geek vibes live podcast so you check that out as well that's every i think that's a weekly podcast as well uh so yeah this podcast has it all and you don't want to miss out so there you go check out tia all right great yeah Yeah. she's a big fan of this show that's all she kept saying on the uh top 10 flattery will get you everywhere we we love to hear about how great we are so we we do (laughs) (laughs) we hear it so often yeah uh yeah all right so we're gonna get into the plot before we do we got a couple more messages from friends of the podcast so we will be right back hey everyone this is steve and this is adam and we're part of the hop nation usa podcast pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast join us every friday for new beer reviews we'll talk about the news history and homebrewing Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. Involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more... Or you epic. could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey, everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A from Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. Welcome back to They Call This Movie, and we're about to get into the plot for Mac and Me. We open up on a distant planet, what's to me maybe one of the moons of Saturn, um, inhabited by a race of wrinkly old men. Um, as I mentioned, I know E.T. is technically naked throughout, but the nakedness of this of these aliens, this film, are somehow much more aggressive. Yeah, they're much more humanoid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, they're they're because like you you realize there should be genitals like in your face right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get into the uh, physiology of these aliens, but they got to reproduce somehow, mm-hmm. right? And it, I don't know, it, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I don't think they just suck face kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It, it, should, it they... should be. Go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say it should be like Doctor Manhattan all up <laughs> when they show up. Or do I was wondering maybe they just hold hands and uh, <laughs> and they. Uh, they share protein strands. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's our second Simpsons reference. Yep, there we go. Yep. I got that one. Uh, that one was okay. I still, yeah. I messed it up. <laughs> you were searching for the words. Yes. Um, a U.S. rover lands on the planet and starts picking up some rocks and somehow sucks up the entire family and flies away. And then we get some credits on top of an Alan Silvestri score that is far too good for this film. Um, Alan Silvestri, of course, being the uh, the composer on Back to the Future, among other things. I think he did uh, uh, Endgame. Avengers did, yes, Endgame. He he is credited as the composer for the Avengers theme song. Oof, one of the best. One of the best theme songs. I don't care what anyone says. I think he's also a composer on Forrest Gump. So this is a a real deal composer, and I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't just cobble together a 
composition created from Back to the Future, uh, like cast offs that he didn't wind up using. Um, but it's a yeah, good score throughout. Yeah, I, I did. I did realize that the score has some exciting moments to it. It's very uplifting. Yeah. So it's very John I, Williams. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a decent score, and like you said, it's much better than this movie deserves. Um, eventually, the rover winds up back at a U.S. military base where they retrieve the rover and scientists open up to check out the rover. As they open up the capsule, one of the ca- panels explodes. Then one of the aliens pops out and additional explosions occur. Then the whole family pops out and escapes the facility. But the smallest one, who we'll call Mac, runs off by himself and somehow winds up in traffic and gets stuck on the windshield, the Bobby Budnick's windshield, causing a massive po- car pileup. Um, and the crash site government shows up where they search each car passing through, where we are introduced to a family of a mom and her two kids in a van. They are traveling across country. Uh, Mac hides in the back of the van and takes a kid's Coke. Now, now was this a big thing in the 80s, the driving cross country in a station wagon? Because I can think of like three movies off the top of my head that do it. It's very Spielberg. Yeah. I, yeah. I like the uh, the part where they get into – Mac causes the huge uh, – I can't believe we skimmed over this, Ant. We, he gets into the big accident, and the way he runs out of the compound mm-hmm. is fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, where it, it oh, switches yeah. between, like, a toddler and a suit running? Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> and then he, he when he shocks himself on the fence and he his uh, arms stretch out to, like, 10 feet. Yep. It, it's so insane. This movie yeah. is so... I didn't realize what I was in for. I was like, okay, this is just going to be like your standard alien fish-out-of-water movie. Like, no, dude. Like, They throw some weird slapstick shit in here. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he gets flattened against the windshield, yes. and his, his googly eyes are weird, and it's terrifying, <laughs> a family. And then yeah. a car jumps another car, smashes into another car, and then the family comes back like, hey, what, you know, what's going on here? And some random dude like, oh, just an accident. No one's hurt. Did you see the state of that one car? <laughs> it's embedded in the other car, in the driver's side. Someone's dead. They make them yeah. better back then. I guess, right? Yeah. Strong I, steel, American steel. I don't know, man. Before NAFTA. <laughs> I feel like the driver of that one car is flattened. That's <laughs> just might, me. There might be a death. There might be a death. <laughs> I, I think, and the one kid even says it, right? Michael even says, like, oh, there was definitely someone's dead there. Like, yes, yeah. thank you, Michael. Yeah. That, I don't think the one thing I thought would ever pop up in this podcast is a reference to NAFTA. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got to be on your toes if you're a listener of this podcast. You have no <laughs> clue what's coming at you. Yeah. All the kids are home from school. This is the way they're going to learn. They'll learn yep. about the North American Free Trade Act. <laughs> yep. And how it ruined American uh, economy. Yep. But that's for a different podcast. That's for my right-wing podcast that you could find on the right-wing YouTube. I don't know the name of it because I'm not. It's not true. <laughs> no, I think it does. I was asked to uh, sign up yeah. for it, and I just like oh, I just I don't, don't know the name of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It I, exists I, I, somewhere though. Look it yeah. up or don't. Or probably yeah, don't. Yeah. Right. If you want to keep your job, don't. Yeah. But anyway. Um, after after the whole accident that includes Bobby Budnick from Salute Your Shorts, I just want to harp on that again. Yeah. Um, Is that the little kid? The little kid that the windshield where he gets played out like a pancake. D- a Danny Cooksey, right? Danny Cooksey uh, from Terminator 2 Judgment Day and uh, Different Strokes fame. 
as well, so you're sure. Not a good um, kid, by the way. Just want to throw <laughs> that out there. No, he was a perfect Budnick, though. Yeah, he was. He was a good Budnick. <laughs> uh, so he steals one of the kids' cokes, has a drink, and gets really sad and emo about his family not being there. I think that's uh, just the uh, sugar crash. <laughs> possibly. Yeah, it's, he, he seems to... He seems to do just the pendulum swing between uh, sugar sugar overload and then just crashing throughout this entire movie. Um, then the other three aliens roam the desert looking for him. Then the family arrives at the top of a hill in a neighborhood. Family moving from Chicago. Uh, as I mentioned, top of a hill, which is a great place for a kid in a wheelchair. <laughs> I guess I guess if you're going to rip off Spielberg, you need a Spielberg house in this movie. This house is a very Spielberg house. I was just going to mention that. <laughs> Yeah. That you need a street that looks like E.T. Yep. It could be E.T., could be Poltergeist, could be yeah. could be the Goonies, actually. I mean, I know yeah, he didn't true. direct it, but um, it's very, that's that's still a very spielberg movie. But the reason she chose this house was so that the kid could see out the windows. That's the only yeah. reason. That's a terrible reason to pick a house. That's a huge investment, lady. It's kind of interesting that they're moving all the way to Chicago so she could get a job as a sales associate at Sears. Right. <laughs> like no, uh, like no shade to anybody working retail. My mom works retail. She's worked retail all her life, and I get how hard that job is. But it's also not a job you move halfway across the country to get. I'm sure I, their I, Sears is in Chicago. I was just right. gonna say there was the uh, Sears Tower, so I'm yes. sure there was at least one Sears. I get if you live in a podunk town, like, oh, you know, we're going to try to make it in the big city. But you already live in a big city, one of the biggest. It's like the third largest in America. So So, obviously the kid's dad was an abusive piece of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't know. But the way that uh, the way that um, Eric looks at longingly at the picture, Mm -hmm. it kind of makes it feel like he was dead. Maybe. I guess. So they're they just uh, her his mom's too. I wonder what happened. Now we need the story. Well, you, you, know what, you can't tell me that you can't afford Chicago if you can afford California. Right. It's gonna right? be very expensive. Right. But to your point, Aunt, that he's an abusive piece of shit. The picture looks like it was taken at like a patio bar because mm-hmm. there's a Dozeki's uh, yes <laughs> umbrella <Yes>. behind them. <laughs> yes. So it's very possible that he just got <laughs> finished. He got done finishing off a, a six pack of Dozeki's. <laughs> it was like the kid's birthday. We're going to the bar. <laughs> right. And you could just see Janet, the mom, just in the background, like she knows what's coming and yeah. it's not good. <laughs> like it was like Eric's ninth birthday. It's oh, come on. He could have a beer. <laughs> just a sip. I, I remember my first beer with my old man. Slide turned out just fine. Yeah, not, there's nothing good is coming out of this birthday party scenario. Everyone's everyone's in fear except for uh, Eric because he's just too young to really understand that. You know, like, mommy and daddy aren't just having a conversation. It's it's problems, man. <laughs> yeah. Why are you making me look like an asshole in front of the kids? All right, kids, come on, pack your bags. We're going. Where are we going? Uh, don't worry about it. I'll tell you when we get there. They left at like two o'clock in the morning. Time to go, kids. <laughs> Right. We, Uncle Jack uh, bought us a, a house out in California. We're, we're going to hide out there for a while. Yes, and your name is now Eric. <laughs> right. That's why he doesn't respond to Eric throughout all of this movie. <laughs> uh, he's talking to you. <laughs> so as they arrive, we find out that Eric is actually in a wheelchair, which uh, 
the actor also was actually in a wheelchair and he has spina bifida, I believe is the, uh... yeah, I had to look it up because I swore at one point he did move his leg a little bit. And mm-hmm. then when I saw his spina bifida, I was like, Oh, okay. He's not paralyzed. Right. You know? Okay. okay. I was like, did this, did they not edit this out of this kid kicking his leg to get in the chair correctly? Mark, <laughs> Mark was ready to cancel this movie. <laughs> yeah. I was oh, like, cute. that's really Why? terrible editing. Well, you know, it's it's very progressive for them to hire a kid that's actually in a wheelchair. Well, yeah. no, that part know. is. But if the kid was, if it was like yeah. a, not a real handicapped kid, you know, playing it, and he moved like he wasn't handicapped, right? You know, but that would be a thing, that movie. would be a thing nowadays. Oh yeah, this movie he, would like, be yeah. buried. Yeah, if he if he wasn't, they'd be like, well, why couldn't they just get a, a exactly. disabled person to be an actor? Yeah, um, so huge on them. They were yeah. woke at the time. I don't know if it was, you know, which which wa- what was wagging the dog. Was it they found this kid and they're like, oh, you know what? He's handicapped. I think that would be a good draw for this movie to, you know, we have a handicapped actor. Or it was we have to find a handicapped actor and this kid came in. I don't know which which one happened first. I, I don't know how woke it is because this kid gets treated like shit. <laughs> he does. And like for things that obviously he couldn't do. Right. Right. Like the scene where he turns the living room into the, the forest. Yeah. Like, come on, you're really gonna tell me that your your disabled son was able to do all this in a night? In a night, wheeling around knowing? without you hearing him, just wheeling around down the, the yeah. living room. Right. Yeah. I mean, this kid gets dumped on for the majority of the problems in this movie, yeah. and then it's. I mean, and to the kid's credit, he is he's a very likable child, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, I think he definitely he does his best in this movie. Uh, yeah, and wrong with him. Again, if you look at his uh, filmography, he was only in three movies, mm-hmm. so I, I hope he went on to success elsewhere. But yeah, he he's not the problem with this movie. Is what I'm trying to say. He's he's a good kid in this. Yeah. Uh, when they arrive, we see this weird neighbor girl trying to speak with the Native American spirits in a teepee, and Canceled. she sees <laughs> she <Canceled>. sees Mac. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. And she probably says Indians too. <laughs> she might have. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so we got cultural appropriation in this movie. Mm-hmm. So that's, and, that's... It, and it never happens again. Yeah. So I mean, again, I think this was just kind of kids being kids at the at the moment. Yeah. yeah but... I, I think it was a. Uh, this is supposed to be. Oh, look how weird California is. Right. Yeah. Because I think Michael even says like, "Oh, welcome to California, bud," and all those hippies out there. Yeah. Uh, Michael grew up to vote for George H.W. Did he? <laughs> just, oh, okay. I was just saying, that's a weird poll. That's a deep dive. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't Charles Charge, so. Ange has got a lot of things to say about NAFTA. That's why <laughs> yeah. he's got George W. Bush's brain. Don't get me started on NAFTA. Anyway. There's definitely a good, there's a, there's a good chance that uh, Scott, uh, Scott Bayo pulled him aside. Like, Listen, kid, like, you don't want... You want government in your life, all right? This is what you want. Uh, anyway, so this family checks out the new house as Mac walks around. The older brother gets some glimpses of him, but never can confirm because he's wearing sunglasses when he sees them. So he thinks it's something wrong with the sunglasses. That's where we find out that they have an absentee dad, which of course they do because of Spielberg. Um, Eric plays around with an RC car, goes to switch the battery, but Mac touches it with his electric powers and the car starts to move. The same thing with TV. Basically, we just need to know that Mac has electrical powers. It doesn't really come up ever in a crucial time, but we know it. And also, it turns on the shower. 
So Eric sort of freaks out, says there's something going on, something something's in the house, but no one believes him. Next day, Eric wakes up to find his RC car driving around by itself, so he goes to follow it, and the living room is torn to shit with a whole bunch of plants in it, and the mom freaks out and thinks Eric did it, which, you know, the kid in the wheelchair is yep. re- rearranging furniture and putting plants in the house. So, of course, that was him. There, There's a part in the movie at the very beginning when they're, uh, they're almost done with their cross-country trip to California, and I noticed that Eric says, wow, this is going to be a lot of fun. So he's, it's not one of those things where he hates the move and it would mm. make sense for him to destroy the house. Yeah. Right. He's excited. He gets there. He's like, yeah. oh, this house is great. So if you're the mother, like, oh, why would he want to, like, just wantonly destroy this house? Yeah. He said he he's happy. Yeah. yeah. He, she shows him the windows and how every morning he's going to get woken up by the sun coming up over the mountains and he's excited. Right, they're, they're, it's wheelchair accessible. There's no stairs mm-hmm. in the house, yeah. so this is this is for him. It's all for him, and he loves it. Yep. So, you know, the mom could suck it because she blames. <laughs> yeah. She blames him for everything. Fuck you, Christine Ebersol. <laughs> How dare tried you? To, tried to steal the election from um, Chris Farley's brother. <laughs> well, she was in Black Sheep. <laughs> yeah. I forgot pretty sure, that. Right? Was she? Hold on. I'm pretty I don't sure. Know. I just see she was in Amadeus. I I might be thinking of somebody else, but I was pretty sure that I, that she was in Black Sheep. She was yes, Governor yes, Tracy. She's the governor. Yep. Governor yep. Tracy tries to steal the election. Yeah, with the uh, all the dead votes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, she deserves everything she gets. It's such a good movie. <laughs> Let's watch that movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it better when it was called Tommy Boy. Womp womp womp. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, I want to see that movie now. Let's do that. So Eric goes outside to think, and he hears a whistling, and then goes careening off of a cliff. You know, because you want to live next to a cliff when your kid's in a wheelchair. He goes flying off into a river, into a lake, and a neighbor it's, kid sees. Go ahead. It's probably the most famous clip of this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, Paul Rudd tends to show this clip whenever he goes on Conan, or when he ever, whenever he did go on Conan, as and would prop it up as like the clip for his brand new movie. But always would show this particular clip. And I think it really doesn't do this movie justice to, for this to be this. This scene is hilarious, but there is so many hilarious scenes in this movie. This I, I was is just gonna, one of them. This is my second where I legit laughed out loud, like a good laugh <laughs> watching. This was number two. The first one was the whole escaping from the uh, the compound and Mac running because it's clearly a child <laughs> and being zapped. <laughs> that, that, that gave me such a laugh. So what the yeah. fuck am I watching? Um, so the neighbor girl sees him. This happened. So she goes for help. But Mac is there and he jumps in and rescues Eric. And uh, when he gets rescued, he hopes that other people had seen him. But he that nobody saw him besides the, the neighbor girl. Um, so a doctor comes out to check out Eric. And he thinks he's either suicidal or schizophrenic. Yeah. Um. And the neighbor girl comes in and then Eric's like, why don't you have my back? And she's just like, everyone thinks you're crazy. I don't want everyone thinking I'm crazy, too. Wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, and then she, we're... Like, she like says schizophrenic in like a like a very cute kitty way. Yeah. Um, like I forget how. Yeah. Like schizomaniac or something yeah, like, like that. Something like, yeah. Like a way a kid would think it's pronounced. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed that, that they didn't have this... Uh, eight to ten year old or whatever she was all of a sudden be smart you know mm-hmm. it's like that's what a kid would say i don't know it stuck out to me <laughs> yeah 
so the neighbor girl doesn't have his back and everyone thinks he's crazy. Then uh, her older sister comes in and there's a meet cute between Michael, the older brother and her. And we find out she works at McDonald's. And it's the first mention of McDonald's of many. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and for those of us our age, we wouldn't recognize that that was a McDonald's, you know, polo shirt. People watching it back then probably went instantly. Oh yeah. Sort of look. Cause it seems like it was like, you know, distinctive enough. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. probably the official uniform of McDonald's back then. Yeah. Um, so Michael, uh, next scene, the Mike, Michael drives the mom to work. She works at Sears. They almost get into an accident, um, which isn't, it has nothing to do with it. Just that that happens, <laughs> but it's really not his fault as far as I was concerned. Um, uh, so it's basically this next scene, Michael and Eric are by themselves as the mom is at work. So as he talks to somebody, um, who we assume is probably the neighbor girl that works at McDonald's, uh, Eric sets up a plan to catch Mac as uh, I think Debbie was her name. She comes over. Um, They use Coca-Cola to lure Mac into the bedroom. And then as he does, as he gets lured in, Eric and Debbie use a vacuum to suck up Mac. Then Debbie gets dragged around the house, the vacuum strapped to her back, which this is one of the scenes that I laughed out loud about. (laughs) Get it off me! As she goes careening around the house. Yeah. They trap Mac and they suck him back out using the reverse and he almost dies. So they feed him Coke to rejuvenate him and it works. Um, yep. And, and, and the mom comes corn syrup. Yep. Uh, it might've been the new Coke too. Uh, mom comes home and then Mac runs off. Um, so she still doesn't believe him because she didn't, she didn't see him. The next morning, Eric and Michael wake up to find the entire house has been cleaned. And the mom is like, you guys are so great. And they're like, oh, we didn't do this. It was the little, the little man. And he left us some messages, including like a Valvoline advertisement or something. Um, then Mac and his family communicate to each other through whistling. Meanwhile, Eric and his mom go out for a jog slash roll. And Mac steals a power wheels and gets chased by the neighborhood dogs. <laughs> this is another scene that's <laughs> phenomenal. It's so good. Just because the, you, you, the dogs are really chasing after this. Uh... So many dogs off leash. Yes, a couple of them. There's like a Great Dane who kind of like uh, fishtails while chasing. Yes. It's yeah. so good. Are, it's like they, aren't there aren't there leash laws in this town? <laughs> but they they want to tear that thing to bits. I know. Uh, until eventually, Mac crashes the power wheel and he lands in a tree. And you and... get the weirdest song for it at that yeah. point. Um, then <laughs> while he's stuck at the tree, I made mention of I made sure to note that the closed captioning made sure to caption the dog barking as arf arf, arf <laughs> rather, than say, they... rather than just saying dog barking is that arf arf oh each one of them has a different uh closed caption i think <laughs> yeah. like wolf wolf arf arf barking uh and then a montage occurs for no no particular reason reason right here yeah this uh, this scene is again batshit crazy yep but it's so it's so funny it's the lifeless doll driving the car his eyes bugging out. The dog's just gaining on him. Because he's and booking, too. He's flying. I really thought he was going to go on the freeway. I was just yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, a dog definitely died in this in this movie. <laughs> There's no way a dog didn't get hit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then Mom and Michael leave to take her to work. Um, as they're leaving, the government agents from the beginning of the movie, they show up to ask about, um, I guess, if we're... Going all the way back when 
they sucked up uh, Mac into the vacuum. They caused kind of like a flickering brownout, blackout in the neighborhood. So the government at this point show up to start asking around about the blackout um, to see, you know, mom says uh, I was coming home from work when that happened. I really don't know anything about it. Uh, so at this point, the government realizes that Mac is somewhere in the neighborhood. Um, so they stake out this particular house for some reason. Um, yeah. How do they know? Because the guy gets in and goes, yeah, he's here. Yeah. Well, how do you know? You just asked, asked her and she very convincingly told you, yeah, I don't know. I was coming home from work. Oh, yeah. he's definitely in this house. um so debbie and eric realize that they're looking for mac and they find him watching snorks and crying realizes that he needs to try and find his family and he starts making these kind of uh straw flowers uh flowers made out of straws that he uses that he that would he would drink from he's making flowers out and then Mac and Eric have an E.T. Elliot moment where they kind of hold hands and kind of just, you're my bro, bro, sort of scene. Uh, while the feds are staking out the house, then Debbie's mom shows up to take them to the birthday party. And in order to, in order to <laughs> I'm get... I'm just preparing for this scene. In order to get Mac out of the house, Eric... I guess I guess they they say earlier that he has like a mascot costume for the Bears or something like that. Uh, the Cubs. The Cubs. Um. So they dress Mac up as a teddy bear, and it's it's so funny when Eric comes out of the house because it's obviously like either a little person or a toddler dressed up like a teddy bear sitting on this little kid's lap. It just looks very strange. It's it's very uncomfortable. And it's very scary. Yeah. Because the, the, they cut out they they cut out eye holes for Mac, mm-hmm. and it just makes it look like the bear has large googly eyes, mm-hmm. and it's just the bear is very surprised at all times. Yeah. It's it's a freaky. And then it gets even freakier at the McDonald's. Yes. I mean, you gotta. I don't know how to set up this scene. It's probably <laughs> one of the best scenes we've ever watched on this yes. podcast. It just gets crazier and crazier. So uh, they, you know, they put Eric uh, into the van. Mac dressed up as a teddy bear. It says, you know, this teddy bear is a robotic teddy bear. He goes everywhere with me. And the the feds follow Debbie's mom's van, and they show up to McDonald's. Yep, they're going to a birthday party at McDonald's, which is what all the kids did in 1988. And uh, there's a break. There's for some reason there's a bunch of break dancers hanging out in the parking lot break dancing as uh, Jennifer Aniston watches. <laughs> yeah, there's a cameo by a unknown Jennifer Aniston in this movie. Yep. This Lincoln, is pre Lincoln. You miss her. Yep. I, I did when you told me that I did go back and watch because I didn't. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't full of shit. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, that can't be right. Like, why would Jennifer Aniston be in this movie? But I forgot that this was pre Leprechaun. Mm-hmm. So she she wasn't. Uh, she had yet to be discovered. Yep. Um, and then even more dancing in the actual McDonald's, which is insane. This yeah. whole scene is crazy. It comes out get, of nowhere. Yeah. First of all, we get the real Ronald McDonald in this scene playing Ronald McDonald, and just everybody decides to dance. Um, was it was it you, Ant, that said apparently the San Francisco 49ers were also at this McDonald's? I thought that was them. Oh, it was. <laughs> There's a football <laughs> team there. There's a football team that are dancing. Well, first of all, we should mention Mac starts dancing as the teddy bear, and that's yeah. what gets everybody else up and Fancy. dancing. Nightmare but, fuel, man. 
terrifying. But Teddy's uh, not Teddy. Uh, the teddy bear starts dancing, which is Mac. So he's dancing, and then there's football players that are dancing, and there's like break dancers that are dancing, and ballerine is pissed off that the break dancers are dancing. Yeah. There's a plot line that has been cut from this movie where the ballerinas are like feuding with the break dancers, and it probably ends in a knife fight, which I would have loved to see, but yeah, we didn't we, get to see it in this movie. It was breaking three. Yeah, it might have been. It's like a West Side Story kind of feud going on there. Yeah. But everybody's dancing, and it's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, and it's in the parking lot. In the, like, why are they dancing in the parking lot? How would they have known that there's dancing going on at the inside? And like, what kind of birthday party is the, like this girl invited all those people? I don't know. But like, this was the most lit McDonald's I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I, even when I was a kid, and it was like McDonald's was still kind of like okay to go to. You know, it wasn't considered terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't remember anyone being that happy to be at a McDonald's. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a, a McDonald's commercial in 1988 where they just lifted this scene of like 30 seconds of the scene and just turned it into a commercial. They should have if they were right? smart because like everyone's happy. Like come to McDonald's. You, your kids will dance. It'll be it'll be fun for everybody. Yeah. I, I think this was before the play uh, area, right? Uh, it's possible. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's actually in there, the the play area. I think there, I think you kind of see the section off to the side. I think. I say, did, did kids have to make their own kind of fun at McDonald's Ronald's, at this point? Ronald's well, play place. The yeah, play yeah. place. There you go. Yeah. How much do you think Ronald got paid to do that? Probably scale. Yeah. Scale. Okay. Unless they yeah. like, unless they like just rented him out. Like, ah, right, you want Ronald? Put Ronald in your movie. Do you know who I am, goddammit? I'm Ronald McFucking Donald. He probably got the biggest trailer that day, that's for sure. Yep. Right, I feel like he probably got paid the most out of anybody. <laughs> yeah. If you want if you want that kind of quality, you gotta fork it over, man. He never drops characters, what, I'm heard, what I've heard. Oh, really? He's totally like, method. It's like oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. God, that's insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> you will refer to me as Mr. McDonald. Yeah. Oh, okay, Mr. McDonald. Like, he definitely had a power trip then. <laughs> oh, he probably got so laid. In that, in... <laughs> no way. Oh, uh, you don't think Ronald McDonald was just slaying Poon? No as, way. Like, in the makeup? No way. Uh, I don't believe that. You see yeah. it? Yeah. Just Because then people think people can say they fucked Ronald McDonald. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's so scary. Come on. No woman is turned on by a clown. Oh, I bet there's a king. I yeah, don't want to. I don't want to research it, but I guarantee you that's a kink. Well, what's it? Rule thirty-four or something like that. If oh yeah, if you think of it, it's out there in, in porn form. Yeah, so if I'm, it exists as a porn version of it. I'm sure that yes, there is uh, Ronald McDonald getting it on all nasty like on the Just internet. Balls deep in grimace. <laughs> And to be honest, yeah, that, no, there's someone that definitely, I don't know, but regardless, are you telling me that there's McDonald's groupies? Oh yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. That's so bad. I don't oh, want to yeah. think of that. All right. Well, we can move <laughs> but, on. Well, I mean, I don't want to like actually think of what's too late now. Cause I'm definitely like, is this whole body painted the same you think, or is it just face? There's only one way to find out, man. Uh, well, he's probably dead by now. He might be. Uh, I, like all that. Uh, well, if you think he lived that rock style party life, 
Right, just snorting Big Macs. Yeah. Letting, letting women snort coke off his dick. <laughs> Jesus. God, what, did, what was his saying? Did he have a saying? I can't remember. <laughs> Magically delicious, right? That was him. <laughs> just like, I'm loving it. But I think he, I think he had moved on by then, <laughs> right? Like, when your way is, uh, that's what he yelled came. out when he came. That's what he yelled out when he came. Oh God, I'm loving it. <laughs> oh, is that was, is that better or worse than yeah, Jeets? <laughs> <laughs> of all the things to to say while you climax, what's the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, Jeets or I'm loving it. <laughs> we'll have to put a poll on Twitter. Oh God, we, this is. Getting so far off the rails. I kind so of anyway, um, uh, the feds show up in this McDonald's dance party and sees the teddy bear dancing, so they assume it's Mac. So they go chasing after him, and Mac and Eric escape the McDonald's, um, and they once again go careening down a hill, and Eric rides his wheelchair right into oncoming traffic, and we almost see a stunt person get killed. Um, <laughs> Second time on this podcast. Yes. Silent Night, Deadly night part two almost killed the stuntman we almost see one here as as a van gets really close to the the van the uh the wheelchair um so eventually he just continues to drive into oncoming traffic eventually he uh grabs hold of a truck and rides on it and eric makes it to sears while a bunch of feds chase after him on foot and then Mac uses his electrical powers to set off some rc cars and to lock the doors behind them so it gives him a couple seconds and then Michael and Courtney show up with the van. Uh, so this is uh, one of my favorite lines. Uh, it's just kind of like off the cuff sort of thing is when um, his mom, he sees his mom and his mom's riding the escalator with the other guy. And she's yeah. just like, how long have you been in lingerie? That's like the only conversation they have with each other before Eric like gets the attention of his mom. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. She's just yeah. like looking to pick up this old dude, bring him back. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, yeah. Fuck his brains out. With she Ronald has needs. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> terrifying. And they and they have instead of the after sex smoke, it's the after sex uh, Big Coke Max. or the Big Macs or the Coke. Yeah, <laughs> oh, nothing, nothing gets me refueled after uh, coitus than a nice ice cold Coca Cola. <laughs> Who's ready sauce. for round two? <laughs> Give you some of my special sauce. <laughs> oh, uh, so. It's, yep. it's all dancing. <laughs> uh, so eventually Eric, you know, makes it out on the other side of Sears as the, the feds are chasing after him and riding down the, the, the street. And then Michael and Courtney show up with the van and Michael has as what I call the hero moment where he uh, picks up Eric as he's riding down the street in a moving van, just wheelchair and all and pulls him into the van yeah. and they, they go and, driving off. Yeah. And this scene is not, uh, one for the script supervisor as it cuts back and forth between Michael wearing sunglasses in the uh, scene. Is is this where they almost run into the, the horse? Uh, they're about to go there. Yeah. yeah. yeah they yeah. almost sideswipe a horse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, uh, they cut inside to Michael doesn't have sunglasses on. They cut to the outside. He has them on cut back inside. He doesn't have them on. They come, <laughs> I was like, Oh, somebody didn't when Wait, they, they the, reshot uh, one of these. So the continuity yeah, uh, it's a script supervisor, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they pick up Eric and and Mac, and then they go to a park. They try and regroup. And they decide that they need to kind of follow Mac's directions to kind of bring him 
to his family. And I guess that takes them to the desert. And they find a sign that he has been trying to tell them, which is like the Valvoline sign. Um, so then they uh, take a detour to where he tells them they need to go. This is where they drive around with some wild horses. They almost run over a few. Yeah, they get dangerously close to sideswiping a horse. Yeah, those those horses are in full gallop riding alongside the, the van. That that van would have taken some serious damage. Yeah. I'm I'm assu- I'm hoping and assuming that they had a stunt driver for that, so no horses actually got hurt. Right. I I didn't stick around long enough to see if any animal had gotten hurt in this movie, mm-hmm. but I'm just assuming. You know, there, there's some pretty weird antics with animals in this film, so. <laughs> Um, then they eventually find windmills, um, which resemble the straw flowers that Mac have, has been making. So they realize they're on the, the right trail. He communicates with his family and finds out where they are. They've been, they're in an abandoned mine shaft, but are sick. So they give them all Coca-Colas and it works. They all start feeling better because they're drinking Coke and the family. And then the dad like starts freaking out and starts drinking the Coke way too much. And he's really hard to control. So they pack the family into the van and drive them to a gas station slash grocery store to kind of pick up more supplies and kind of call the mom. And here's a question. Why don't they curtain the windows in the van? They just have they these, have uh, them. but they don't cur- They don't uh, draw the curtains. So we have these weird looking alien faces uh, sticking oh, yeah. outside because <laughs> uh, uh, a car pulls up next to them while they're getting gas and they wave and then they see that the girl is drinking a Sprite, so they they punch their way out of the van <laughs> and steal her Sprite. Um, and then she freaks out, not after she sees them at first. Yeah, she was pretty cool that, like, oh, look at these weird little freaks in, in this van. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's totally okay with it. She gives them, like, a little, like, smirk. Like, yeah. Okay, this is okay. And then well, when they smash the, the window like a fucking maniac, she mm-hmm. rightfully uh, freaks out, speeds yeah. away. We haven't really talked about how they get their coke, by the way, how they elongate their arms to comical proportions. Yes, they do have like uh, Mr. Fantastic sort of stretching abilities. And it's only Uh, when they're going for Coca-Cola. That's the only time they use it. Yeah. Yep. Terrible use of a superpower. Isn't that everyone? (laughs) You know, every time I want a Coca-Cola, I just stretch my arms 10 feet to grab it. I, I dash through windows. Nothing will stop me from getting my Coca-Cola. I just, uh, I love the, I love the message that Coke is trying to give. Like, oh, it's so refreshing, it could bring you back to life. Meanwhile, <laughs> it really just like corrodes your insides. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I guess these aliens. I, I don't understand how the lifeblood for these aliens is sugar, when <laughs> on their planet there's there's definitely nothing. It's a barren planet. Yeah, it's all desert. Right, yeah, so they, they they literally put a straw on the ground to drink water. Oh, is that how they? Is they that what they do? Sugar water. You know, maybe it is sugar maybe, water. Maybe it is. There you go, Mark. I didn't notice that. A la uh, Men in Black, sugar water. Sugar water. <laughs> um. So they freak out that one girl, and then they decide to get out of the van, and they walk into the grocery store, and they freak everyone out. Uh, security shows up and points a gun at the Max, and the biggest Max steals the gun from the security guard, and now it's a hostage situation. <laughs> I was so ready for the guard to just blow the the father away. Yep. Um, then the real cops show up. They remove everyone from the store, and then the, meanwhile the Max decides to go shopping and pick up some groceries. They leave with the cops' guns pointing at them. 
and they're like trying to get make a slow getaway. They're trying to walk away. And then the cops have all their guns trained on them. And Eric's like, I could stop them. And the cops are like, no, it's too dangerous. So he decides to wheel after them anyway. This is and great. I, you know, I love this. The sequence of events here is a cop runs after him. He clips a cop car and flips. And then his gun goes off accidentally. Then the Big Mac turns it around with the gun pointed at the cops. All the cops fire on them. And explosions. The car, uh, car behind the Mac's blow up huge explosion at the gas station <laughs> and then eric from the explosion passes out and dies yep he now goes total ragdoll <laughs> and and is it just the silhouette of him his yeah, chair it's so good <laughs> yeah. yes he just kind of goes limp it's a it's his silhouette against the fire and he goes limp but but um there is a different version of this movie where I want to send you guys the clip of it right now. We're going to cut this a little bit just to make this cleaner, but I want you guys to watch it. I was holding on to this because uh, I didn't want, I want, didn't want, I'm glad neither of you researched this. So this is, this made it into the Japanese version and I sent it to you guys in the the chat, I mean, Facebook messenger chat. And I want oh, you guys to Facebook watch this. You want us to watch it? Yes. Hold on one sec. Oh. I was I was looking for it to come up in the Skype chat. Oh, I could probably send it to you in Skype. Do, do you want the uh, the audio it? on? No. Oh. <laughs> what? Holy shit! Oh, I, can I rewind? I'm yeah, because I'm just loading it up now. All right, I'm playing it. So they're freaking out. Oh, it's just as surprising the second oh, yeah. time. That's awesome. They should have kept that in. That made no sense. <laughs> Oh, this is great. So uh, the cop trips, his gun goes off, hits Eric right in the back. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a a clean shot too, right? right. So that 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 kid's the uh, governor's bodyguard driving behind JFK, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I got when we're done with this, I'm gonna rewatch that because that's. <laughs> That's great. That's it makes so much more sense. Too. That's hashtag cinema right there, my friend. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. As, as Dan mentioned, the Japanese the version that made it the Japanese theaters, uh, Eric gets blown away by the cop's errant, errant shot. Um, and it's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> as, as much as a kid in a wheelchair getting shot can be hilarious. This is, yeah. this is 100% that. Yeah, we're, I'm not saying it's funny because it's a kid in a wheelchair. It's just the way that it plays out, and he goes limp. It's it's very very funny. I'm sorry. It's I don't. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I love in in our version that we watched. I love after he goes limp how aggressive the cop is pulling the the chair away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like that the wheelchair just keeps going. <laughs> He gets shot and the wheelchair goes a couple more feet. <laughs> oh, that's great. But like he, yeah, like the cop comes up and just yanks it away from the flames. <laughs> like it's out, like like he would because it's obviously like a dummy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, oh my God. He has no. It's it's there's no uh, finesse. Finesse. Yeah. There's no finesse in just getting it. Like oh my God. He, he. It looks like he's yanking him out of rubble. <laughs> yeah. like pulling him out of like a train's path just like no time for finesse just yank 
Oh, yeah, I did notice that. I love the way the guy is just so rough with it. Get over here, you stupid kid. Um. So yeah, he dies in this movie. Um. And then the mom comes in on a helicopter with the government agents, and she's crying over her dead son's body. And then who oh, comes out son. of who, who comes out of the flames? But the entire Mac family, <laughs> like, like some nightmare. It's, <laughs> it's done it's, in slow motion with with the flames being like it looks like it's a 1980s heavy metal song, like a, like <laughs> yeah. a, a, a music video. It's, it's like it's, it's scary. like how it's like how Michael Myers would come out of the out of the fire after you think you you've killed him. Right. Nope. Round I'm two, not, bitch. Yeah, I, I'm not letting those things anywhere near my child if I see that. So they do some crazy Mac power stuff, and they wind up healing Eric. They do uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board on him. Yeah, yeah they do some sort of tra- chant and some moves, and he wakes up, and he's happy, and he's all healed. And then we get a final epilogue scene where they become U.S. citizens, where they're all dressed up in their Sunday best. And it's and they, it's very off-putting. And then they drive off in a pink Cadillac. And then they have the audacity. This movie has the audacity to tell you that they're going to be back. Yes, yep. this is the only scene I remember as they, a, from watching as a kid. They really yep. think that there's going to be a sequel to the, this piece of garbage. Yeah, they they called their shot and they, they hit a grounder. <laughs> they, they just needed the song from Mannequin to play at the end. This this might be the same car for Mannequin 2. I was trying yeah. to figure it out because they it ends the same way. They, yeah. they all drive off, and I'm pretty sure it's like a pink convertible at the so end of Mannequin it's, it's the one pink convertible in that prop it might be, It's probably the director's convertible. You know, Stuart Raffles got a, a pink Cadillac. So are you trying to tell me that there's a Mannequin universe? Cinematic oh, I, universe? That'd be yeah. amazing. The yeah. original MCU? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be incredible. No, Mannequin, that'd be terrible. Oh, we, we loved Mannequin too. Did I didn't. No, yeah. you specifically did not. Me and Mark loved it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Mark has to love it because it's set in Philly. Yep. That's true. Yep, Hollywood has the specific line. Oh, you know, I'm from North Philadelphia. <laughs> Just one gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is Mac and Me. This movie is is wild. It is simultaneously a cheap knockoff and a commercial for the two of the biggest corporations in the United States at the time. So It's pretty fucking out there, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like how terrible the designs of the aliens are. I don't know how that got past pre-production. <laughs> this right. is like a that's like a first draft too. Yeah, I mean that that was so bad. Yeah. Right, like yeah. Stuart Stuart Raffle should have just been like, is this what is this? What am I looking at? Why am I looking at aliens with buttholes for faces? <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's they, like, uh, what? Don't they don't they have any other expressions besides ooh? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I, I'm curious about showing this to kids nowadays and see if what their reaction is. I'm sure it'd be torn apart. Yeah, I assume they'd get 15 minutes in. They'd be like, let's play some Fortnite. I I think they start making TikTok videos about it. Yeah. <laughs> what what I want to imagine is the artists for this movie, or like the concept artists. Uh, got blasted the night before the uh, images were due and woke up a la, you know, like, oh, I got to get to class. My uh, my nine <laughs> o'clock, it's 8.50. Uh, yeah, they, they got blasted the night before, woke up with 10 minutes to spare, and they just quickly drew, like, oh, okay, the, like, E.T. skin color, 
uh, weird googly eyes, and all they could do is just pretend that they're whistling. That's <laughs> that, that's it. And like, well, what what else did they look like? That's it. They're humans. Just just go. <laughs> it's fucking freaky, man. The, these aliens are terrifying to look at. Uh, but everyone else does such a nice job in this movie. I think everyone is just. No one's a bad actor, uh, probably except for this, the uh, FBI agents or the government officials. Sure. They, they're not really in it enough to really care. But mm-hmm. holy, holy shit, man, this movie. It's the funniest movie I've seen on this podcast, I think. Maybe outside of Malibu. Right. See what happens when I make the decision, when I, I turn this into a, uh, you know, like a... An auto, autocrat, yeah, dictatorship. <laughs> I think that's what you were looking for. That is exactly what I was looking for. Um, uh, yeah, no, l- listen, you you make good movies. I usually trust you when it comes to movies, except for <laughs> There Will Be Blood. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, I trust you when you make. You, come on, say it. I know you want to say it. it's okay to be wrong. Yeah, it's you're entitled to your wrong opinion. That's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I love how. Like you, we don't argue about many things, but when it comes to there will be blood and uh, Dunkirk, you get so frustrated. I love it. Um, it's fine. anyway, anyway, I'm glad you chose this movie, and you usually do. You pick some good movies usually. I don't think you've picked a bad one yet. Uh, also, that has to do, a lot to do with how Mark and I just really like. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> sure. Whatever you want to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this this might have been your. This is your, uh, what's the, your, your Beethoven's fifth? Is that what Magnum like? opus? Your magnum opus. Yeah, this is your, <laughs> this is a good one. You, you'll have a tough time, I think, topping this. This is All fucking right. crazy. <laughs> All right, well, join us next week for Tammy and the T-Rex, also directed <laughs> by Stuart Raffle. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say anything to change it. Like, change it to make it better. This movie, warts and all. Stays I was the same. I I would have kept the kid getting shot. Yeah, that'd be the only thing. <laughs> That's the only thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mark. I I would have kept the kid being shot. That's it. And um, maybe had him like uh, a scene where he chooses coke. Like he tries something else and spits it out. How now, like how fun, how funny would it have been if because he eats Skittles, right? How funny would it have been? If, you know, he he's at the house and there's Reese's Pieces and Skittles and, he, you know, he goes to reach for the Reese's Pieces and then he just goes for the Skittles. Just a direct slap at E.T., right? <laughs> just just laying down, down the, the gauntlet. gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck Reese's Pieces. Skittles is where it's at, bitch. Fuck you, Spielberg. <laughs> but I, I like the idea of the Pepsi one, too, because you, obviously you get that old, like, oh, is Pepsi fine? No one ever asks, like, oh, can I have a Pepsi? Oh, is Coke fine? No one ever says that. Okay. (laughs) Fine. No one ever does that. So that would have been pretty funny. Like he goes for the Pepsi and then he he drinks it and he just like spits it out of his butthole face. And (laughs) but there's Coke there. But it would be just a can that said cola with a logo that sort of looked like Pepsi. Yeah. (laughs) He just like electrocutes it out of existence or whatever. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool. I like that. Um, okay, if nobody's got uh, any th- other ways to make this better, or you guys want to plug your shit? Uh, sure, sure. You know what I was thinking? Because Mark doesn't. Mark did this last night, and he's he, very kind of him to do it. I want to plug the Game Vault Pod first. Uh, okay. They've been streaming most most nights during the week. 
uh, Mark, Tom, and Jen, who are a part of our uh, Stranger Damies Real Play D&D group. It's a lot of fun. So uh, I don't know. I should know this because I watch all the time. I think you guys stream Monday, Thursday, Friday? Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday or Saturday. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, they play retro games. They uh, Jen does. Uh, she's been doing Dead for Dead by Daylight recently. Yeah. She likes to do the the horror thing. But yeah, uh, they're at Game Vault Pod on Twitter. Go check them out. Uh, as for me, I'm at Diaquino122. Uh, follow me there just for my own personal stuff. And then, like I said, Stranger Damies are real play D and D. Uh, we are at Stranger Damies on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, we just, as of when this podcast will go up, we have just crossed the 500 followers uh, benchmark. So thank you very much for that. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. We're very, uh, we're looking forward to it, and hopefully this leads to some bigger and better things. Okay. Yeah, the uh, Stranger Damies um, aired uh, yesterday. It's the uh, first uh, session. Uh, after you guys finish the uh, one big arc that you've been doing, um, are you guys the same characters? Who knows? You better tune in to find out. Um, uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, as Dan mentioned. Our podcasts are basically the same everywhere. Um, and then also you can follow us on Twitter at Stranger Damies, as Dan mentioned. Instagram, um, which we mentioned that Jenny is usually mostly involved in as being the uh, resident uh artist for most of the stuff and draws some things, but most of the stuff you've seen um, on um, Stranger Damies is from her. We would like to get fan submissions um, just so we don't tire out our two artists um, <laughs> from drawing everything they can. Um, and then you can also find me. I'm at Off The Mark Tweet. Um, and then uh, I, during this uh, crazy quarantine and stuff, I'm trying to think of ideas for doing uh, more Stranger Damies stuff. So Keep on the lookout. I might do a uh, stream where, you know, it's just me preparing for a session, you know, in the audience there. But I don't know exactly how to do that yet or how I want to set it up. But be on the lookout for that. Or if you have any suggestions on how to do that, it'd be great. We have a ton of time to do a lot of shit and see what works. All right. Yeah. Uh, this has been They Called Some Movie, and you can find us at theycalledsmovie.podbean.com. And anywhere on any podcast streaming at They Called Some Movie, just search for it. It should pop right up. Um, we are the main and you can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, the main Damie. just look for that. Um, and we'll pop right up. You, if you want to hit us up with an email, tell us, you know, suggest a movie for us. Um, you could hit us up at the main at gmail.com. And, uh, we are also part of geek vibes nation. So that they are gvnation.com is their main website. And on all podcast streaming apps, just look for Geek Vibes Nation and they'll pop right up. And they're on uh, all social media at Geek Vibes Nation. Um, uh, we, as Mark had mentioned with Stranger Damies, um, we've got a lot of time over our, our hands right now for the foreseeable future. So we're trying to kick some ideas around, of, you know, on top of what we do weekly, maybe try and do some more supplemental stuff too, um, you know, because this is time a, a weird time and we're gonna try and make kind of the most of our our indefinite time off um at least uh, seemingly time off um so be on the lookout for maybe some more things coming your way 
Um, and that's going to wrap it up this week. Um, my name is Anthony Delvecchi, and you can reach me at, at @antdelvec on Twitter. Um, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rate and a review on iTunes, helps us out a great deal. Just afraid they call us a movie, we should be there. Um, this has been Mac and Me, and Mac and Me is directed by Stuart Raffle. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Delvecchio telling Stuart Raffle for the second time to go fuck himself.